Get your hands dirty with The Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Good morning. Coast FM 963, Pete Little and Cheryl and Dursey. We are now at Indian Lake. Well, last week we weren't Indian Laking. We no. were down there at the Gosford Waterfront for the, uh, the Alive Festival, trying all those wonderful foods from the Vegan Festival. And uh, I was quite impressed, Cheryl. And good to see you. You're looking well after a lovely week here on the coast. Lovely to see you. I've been, I've been in the studio a lot this week, so I feel like I should uh, probably pull up that Chase Lounge over there and stay here. But good to see you again. It was fantastic at the Vegan Festival. I did love that yummy pie, and I know you uh, tucked into more than your fair share of donuts, <laughs> Pete. <laughs> they were excellent, those vegan donuts. I might try the real ones today and do a taste oh, test of comparison. Rightio. <laughs> Let us know how you go. <laughs> Christmas time coming, it is. Marilyn. It is Christmas time, and at this time of the year, all the time of the gardening gang, we have a look at what the perfect gift are that you can give to the, your gardening friends, and I know all the gardeners are listening, so here's a few things that you can drop hints about. Maybe you could even, uh, you know, write it down or somewhere, or go to tune in and let your friends know and go, well, this would be good. I reckon we should start with a nice apron for me, because I'm a right. new gardener, I sort of fiddle around mm-hmm. in the garden, and I generally wear a pair of, uh, you know, old jeans or something. Okay. But recently I had also done a bit of uh, chlorine putting in in the pool, and splashed my jeans. They weren't that old, really. And I was <laughs> had a very annoyed bride. Then you, oh, then you might you might have looked like uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, from Wham. You, they used to have the the splashed chlorine jeans, didn't they? How cool! Maybe not at your age, anyway, but anyway. What about, uh, these a good for look. Okay, so I would suggest a good apron is a fantastic idea. A nice canvas apron is good. Look, some of the pretty ones they're really nice, but just make sure they've got pockets. That's what all gardeners want. They want pockets to put their secateurs in to put little clippings and cuttings in as well. You need pockets and not all aprons have pockets. So that's good. And number one, though, on my list would be a hat, a good gardening hat, something with a wide brim. Maybe you could go down to the big green shed. They've got some, but a lot of our nurseries have. But lots of places do, but a good hat's really, really good. And, of course, there's lots of beginner gardening books out there as well. So if you've got a beginner gardener, that's what I would suggest. Now, thinking about the hats, you're not talking about one of those baseball caps, are you? You're oh, talking no. about a big, broad-brim no, broad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, on, yeah, something nice and broad because you want to keep the sun off you as well. And it keeps you cool, that's the thing, because it gets oh. hot. It gets hot in the garden. I think a good a straw hat's really good. And do you put corks on them as well? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what I do have, and I found it at one of those boating, fishing, camping stores, and it's a mosquito net. I think MC Micro put me onto it, actually. And it's a mosquito net with elastic on, and you pull it over the top of your uh, wide-brim hat. Maybe the fishing fellas could tell me about this. And it was fantastic because I found a lot of flies and mosquitoes down at uh, the Pioneer Dairy. That drove me crazy one year, and I love that. But definitely something bro- broad. <laughs> You're imagining me, aren't you? <laughs> I can imagine you with an old piece of Pantyhose over your hat and your head. <laughs> Drop by the Bendigo Bank on the way home. No, I would never do that. Uh, anyway, something nice and broad because it keeps the sun off. Uh, it probably it gets those mos- mosquitoes away from you a bit if you've got a bit of the uh, mesh on you. But definitely keeps you cool as well. That's what you want. That's very important. And let's not forget, I was just thinking the most important thing is gloves. As nice as it is to get your hands dirty, we have been alerted recently to a spike in in uh, not salmonella poisoning. Oh, that's that's another that's another thing, isn't it? Uh, to Legionnaires' disease. Now, Legionnaires' disease. 
can live in potting mixes and also other things that you might use in the garden as well, some of the fertilisers and things. Would you give away a potting mix for No, 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 I'm coming back. I'm, I'm segueing I'm getting, into getting some gloves. I'm gloves, here, gloves, I'm gloves, gloves, gloves. The gift is the gift is the gift of gloves, that's it. Ah, so we need to right. protect ourselves. I've always like glove up, mask up and wash up. That's my little terms with uh, to avoid Legionnaire's disease. So gloves are very important to, to avoid that because you need gloves on. But also we've got creepy crawlies in the garden and, uh, look, I've got rather nice nails and I like to keep those. You might have a gardening friend who has nice nails and goes, oh, I don't really want a garden. Nice pair of sturdy gloves. Something with gauntlets is good. I love the up up to the elbows, which is good because that can protect you from the sun as well. So there's some really good gloves out there. Make sure gloves come in all sizes. So you might uh, have to have a look at the person's oh, hands. Oh, <laughs> Well, Look, let's recap you then. Say got, <laughs> but I tell you let's what. recap. We're going <coughs> yes. to go for a good idea. Could be um, apron, apron with pockets. Not a pretty one for the boys, though. Make that a nice Don't straight be canvas so looking sexist. one. They might like Practical. it. Practical. Oh, and like then we're looking at the other thing you mentioned was the hat. A hat, okay. a wide brim hat. With yes, corks on it. <laughs> If you must. And then, of course, there's the beautiful uh, gloves. Gloves and know? a pair of practical gloves. That's right. Now, if you're, going to, if you're going to throw in a bit more money than that, a good pair of gum boots or gardening boots of some sort, they can be a bit exy, but uh, those three are good. Depends how much you love your gardening friend. Well, let's think about Christmas as a time of joy, eh? Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It is a couple of weeks before Christmas mm. and that means it's gift-giving season, of it course. Is. We're going to try and find the right gifts. And, of course, this being a gardening program, Cheryl, yeah. let's talk about gifts for the gardener, specifically the new gardener. Yeah, new ones. We always talk about your sort of experienced people. Mm. We thought we'd talk to Joan Chippendale from the East Gosford Community, uh, community Gardens. gardens. Mm. Joan is on the line now. We have to drag her away because they've got a big market there. They do. At East Gosford this morning. G'day, Joan. How are you going? Morning, Joan. Good morning, Pete and Sherilyn. Oh, great. Thank you very much. So Lovely how, morning. How long is your, your sale event going to be happening today, Joan? Well, we start at around about half past nine. We're hoping to go till about 2.30 or if we sell out before, all the better, but yes. about 2.30. 30 we'll be there so come down you know you can come down after lunch or whenever we, we're going to have all sorts of goodies there and uh, now listen we'll talk about uh if you will christmas gift ideas now you come across a lot of the new gardeners of east gosford what would be the better gifts for a new gardener for the uh, christmas period you think i would think um maybe you could put together a, a nice little basket of things, gardening things, maybe with a carry handle, that, that type of basket that you could take oh, with you when you go yes. into the garden. Because occasionally, when I can escape, I uh, go and look in the charity shops. Oh. Often you see lovely baskets in there that are pre-loved but in very, very good condition, have had very little use with a lovely handle, quite mm. sturdy. So I think you could put together quite, depending on how much you want to do, but the basket you could carry it into the garden with and you could have maybe your uh, little kneeling pad if you want to do any weeding, mm. uh, a nice, maybe a packet of seeds, depending on how mad you want to go. A lovely book the, to go uh, in there as well. Oh, what about the I'm Alan Searle secateurs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If they're beginning, they mightn't be into the secretary. Oh, yes. good yes. point. Yes. <laughs> but I, like, I just did hear you say a book, a beginner gardening book would be a very good idea. Yes. That's it, yeah. Uh, 
I did have one in mind. Maybe the, the, one, the one written by the lovely hairy man. Our oh, mate. Our mate. <laughs> yes. Our mate Costa. I thought that world. might be appropriate. And so the other thing that's nice is uh, uh, a, a nice basic sort of sturdy apron. Oh, that you can, yes. With the pockets that you can put your tools in. So mm. you could put that in your basket or have that separate. Mm. Um, and you can get them quite reasonably priced from even, even from the catering sort of people that, yeah, you, you know, can. around the $10 mark mm. or some of the uh, the stores. So those sort of bits and pieces I would think well, would be packet of seed, you know, that sort of thing. Joan, it's just lovely ideas. They're very reasonable price. So gardening doesn't have to be expensive. It's no, a no. Uh, it's a very practical idea there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the cost of living, of course, it's a no gardening. Gardening doesn't some have people. To be. No, mm. and I like the idea of the basket because when you're harvesting things as well, you want to put things yeah. in the basket. You're always taking flowers or you know yeah. beans or yeah. something home. So nice touch. I like exactly. that. That's really lovely. And you can add to it, or you know, they can add to it themselves. The mm. other the other thing that I had thought, and I'm a, I really love. Um, uh, the, the perennial basil. So oh. if you're wanting to, you know, get them to thinking about pollinators and having bees in the garden, mm-hmm. I think the perennial basil is one of the lovely things you can get. Strike some of that and have it in a, in a pot for them. They can yeah. keep it in a pot or put it in the garden and then you'll always have bees in your garden. Joan, that's a lovely <laughs> idea. And I certainly hope you have a great market day today up till about, what, I'm 3 sure o'clock, I'm sure we o'clock? will. I'm sure yeah. we will. 2.30. So that's 2.30. 30 yes. Is we'll be there longer if we've still got things to sell or if we're celebrating. Or <laughs> that's the Community that's Gardens on the corner 30. of uh, 230. Community Gardens at uh, Henry Perry Drive and, w- is it Wells Street? Wells, Wells Street. Wells Street. Street. Wells Street. Street. Yeah. That's okay. it, yes. Plenty of parking across the road. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> they might be too busy at the moment. That's I all I'm going to say, Joan. That's okay. it. That's it. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for your time, Joan. Thanks, well Joan. done. Have a lovely uh, Christmas Merry and a, Christmas. a fabulous new year for the uh, all the yes. crew at the East Gosford yes, Community Gardens. I'm a lovely, lovely, lovely crowd. The Gardening Gang, we're travelling around the coast today, aren't we? We are. We certainly are. <laughs> With gifts for Christmas. That's right. And you're listening to Coast FM 963. Coast FM with the classic hits. And there he is, Ray Parker Jr. He's the guy that uh, got that Ghostbusters song going. Ghostbusters. Yes. You can't change that. Can't and change this that. is the Gardening Gang being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs. Open all this weekend at Wyoming. And also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Great sponsors of the gang every Saturday morning. Right here from Coast FM. Talking about gifts being two weeks away. It is. Before Christmas, we're looking at uh, various categories of gifts. So I thought we'd look at uh, gift ideas for people living in, say, home units, those mm-hmm. who do houseplants. Mm-hmm. Also, an idea that you might like to think about, Sherlyn, for the really keen experience garden. Oh, yes. And the third item we'll right. cover, or the third category, will category. be uh, for kids, like your grandkids. Kids. Okay. What little gift ideas you might like to choose or select I from there. Got so let's kick few. off with a couple of ideas for those who are into houseplants. All right, so people are still really into houseplants, and you might think, oh, they've got everything, but there are some things you can buy. First of all, houseplant people can never get enough pots. They can't. Just make sure they've got enough. 
enough drainage holes, for goodness sakes, and make sure the pots match their decor perfectly because you and I both know houseplant people, they are decor people. So have a look. So if they're into tropical things, get a tropical pot or whatever. When in doubt, if, white. Well, I was about to say, yes, it went in doubt, white, but lovely pots. You can't go past that. If you've got someone very special in your life, they might like something like a large cactus. They're a little bit more expensive because they're a slow grower. Uh, that would be really nice. And rare plants are good too, but make sure if you're buying the rarer plants, they can be a bit tricky. So just make sure that they're a more experienced gardener. That's what you're going to, to do. Uh, you can also buy plant propagation kits. They're a little thing at nurseries for those who like houseplants because they might like st- to start breeding their own. Like those little tiny tot, uh, tomato things, those things? We oh, no, no, about no. A few they're like a little, no, they're like a little kit and they usually got some sort of little hormone rooting compounds, sometimes cutting things. they usually got little tools and things. Oh, for propagation. So for propagation, yeah, yeah that's something. Yep. Okay, what about people who are really experienced, enthusiastic gardeners? What ideas have you got there? Look, you They'd might hard, think not they? they've already got everything, but um, I'm, I'm probably one of those people. Not really, but anyway. Go on, Darcy style of <laughs> I tell you what, you can never give me enough hand creams. Like I told you, I like my hands. I do, and I like to protect them. So there's lots of beautiful hand creams out there. Some of them are actually marketed to gardeners. They're called like gardening hand cream. If you've got someone very, very special in your life, I have to recommend, you know, it is a brand. I do love the L'Occitane Tan hand creams. I do. They're very, very good. But also the Body Shop ones are very good as well. So anything that's uh, for tough hands, and in saying that, good old-fashioned tough hands from Woolies is not too bad either. So things like that are nice. Another apron. You can't have too many aprons. You can't have too many nice things like that. If it's someone very special in your life and you know that they like the gardening tools and they might want to go up, there's some beautiful top of the range Japanese uh, secateurs and gardening tools. They're a little on the XE price range. You might want to invest in something like that. Now, for the grandkiddies who are often around with uh, Pa and Nanny Ah, in their garden, what do you got there in mind for the right. kids. Right. So if they're really little, little kids love dress up. So we're going to go back to the gardening apron and gloves. I'm not selling aprons. Maybe we should be, Pete. But they love things like that and little gum boots. Kids love pets, don't they, Pete? They love it. I think we're talking oh, yes. about pets for Christmas later on in the show, not what you think. But anyway, how about a worm farm. How exciting is that? Little wigglies. Uh, wigglies. I think a worm farm is an excellent present for kids uh, to actually give them and go, this is your worm farm. They've got to go feed them lettuce and things like that. They love it. And also little bird houses and little insect motels and things, they're great things to encourage kids out into the garden. Yes, there's a gift for every gardener. There is. An aspiring gardener and junior gardener <laughs> for Christmas. There yes. sure is. What would you like for Christmas, well, Peter? Well, about uh, something nice to probably put on my head. You've inspired <laughs> me to get a better hat than my baseball cap. Oh, I yeah, think. no, you need something with a wide brim. You've got to look more gardening. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Coast FM, it's the Gardening Gang with a Christmas theme today. And Sherlin, just had a call, Sherlin, from Alison. From the uh, Rotary Club of Erina. Yes. And they've got trees. They've got trees. They've got Christmas trees and it's down in Terrigal, so not Erina, near the Marine Discovery Centre. But they said that they're going pretty quick because we couldn't get Christmas trees last week, could we? No, there's a big uh, uh, problem with getting those trees out of Victoria with the rain and whatnot. That's right. They've got all these trees that have arrived uh, yesterday or Mm -hmm. late yesterday Mm -hmm. afternoon. So all the Rotary Clubs that normally have trees are back in action, particularly Alison. She's been on the line. She has. Blogging away beautifully. (laughs) 
to help <laughs> raise money for Rotary today. Yeah, important cause. So get down to the Marine Discovery, near the Marine Discovery Centre yeah. there at Terrigal and in grab the yourself a Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah, wonderful story. Okay, thank you for that, Alison. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. It is the Gardening Gang today. And uh, we're now being joined by MC. It's gift time. So, MC, you're being the model of the um, green livers. What's under your tree? <laughs> well, I tell you what, gang. I've got a great upcycling gift. Now, this involves all those people, I guess, who are out there working hard and they get themselves a fresh Christmas tree each year. Now, oh. what do you do with that old Christmas tree, right? If you keep it in the attic, you, you tear it up and <laughs> turn it into some sort of incense or something. It'd be a torture, <laughs> you know. Basically, you're left with a stick. And I have an idea that I reckon might appeal to a lot of people. Mm. Do you remember whittling? I feel like that's a lost skill. Whittling? That's something that we could all do. Nice. And um, we're going to call this Stuart Whittle um, <laughs> Knife Set. Stuart Whittle Knife Set. And Stuart <laughs> Whittle Knife Set. Can we get those online, mate? A whittling? <laughs> no, these are, this is a DIY. Maybe only five made. And you can whittle it into a knife set. You can whittle it into a cutlery set. A right. wooden spoon, you know. So, I'm a bit lost here. So, what you're actually saying is, MC Micro, that a good gift for Christmas for green livers is a whittling knife set so that you can whittle down your live Christmas tree after Christmas, right? Well, it's dead by then. It's dead. Sorry, it was live, but then it's dead. Yeah, I think what I'm saying is, you are the whittler. You are the whittler. Oh, you are the whittler. All right. Well, I'm not into knives. Is there anything else that you've got there? That could be a very good gift for the Secret Santa when there's a limitation of. Say twenty bucks. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. Everyone would like it. I mean, it's a it's a uniform, male or female. I'm not convinced. A whittling set. I've got, um, I've got some. You're in there. I've got some understanding right. of where he's coming from today. Would, Normally, yeah, I don't. You know, obviously, everyone uh, needs a wooden spoon <laughs> for multiple purposes. But anyway. <laughs> once upon a time, you could use those on uh, misbehaving children. Of course, the not laws anymore. change now. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop this right here because I'm not that into it, okay? MC, <laughs> something else, something else. Give me another Give me another green living gift that I might. Let's that I break might. away from the whittling tools. Yeah, let's get away from that. I, I want another suggestion. Ordering can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Ordering can be nice, a personalised watering <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Personalised watering can. You know, I think... Uh, Made of whittled day, timber. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> She wants to get away from whittling, I'm sorry. I want to get away from whittling. I want something else for green living. (laughs) No, I I think there's a a, a multitude of uh, of gift ideas. I'm really just taking the cream of the crop. Um, so I'm surprised that uh, that whittling one didn't happen. No, but let's try right, again. I, no. uh, maybe I think the we could uh, award you the best name of a product all for the whole year. The Stuart Whittler. Uh, the Stuart Whittler <laughs> kit. I've got, yeah, you've, you've won me. On that note, uh, can we wish you a very, very pleasant weekend as you were uh, out there trying to find those marvellous gifts for you and your friends. And we'll catch up with more from the, the Green Living model. Next week on the gang. We will. He's always got the most interesting things. Well, he's going to find something else from me because I'm not into the Stuart Whittle or the Pete Whittle. It could be the Pete Whittle whittling <laughs> set. Thank okay. You. We'll, we'll share some more on, on our website or we'll throw a few links on, on the site. We'll share some more time yeah, next let's week. Try, yeah, let's do that. That's MC Microbe at home with the Gardening Gang and you're listening to Coast FM 963. 
home of the classic hits, Coast FM 963 with the Gardening Gang. There it is. That's Freedom and Johnny Farnham. 13 minutes before 9 o'clock. Now we welcome to the Coast FM microphone in the form of the What's Hot Chick. Yay. It is What's Hot Vicky. Good morning to you, my sweet. Good morning. How oh, are you? What's it like today at Bateau Bay? Is the weather good? Well, I'm actually at Norara Valley Nursery and I have an offer for people too, so stay tuned. That will come at the end of my segment. Oh, okay. We're hanging out for that one, well, babe. What's Hot's offer? Yes. <laughs> yes, so what's the what's hot, hot offer, so listen to that one. Okay. Well, there you go. Now, let's get cracking here with the overall look at uh, what's big and what's hot around the gardening nurseries on the Central Coast this week. Vicky, tell us. All right, well, let's head to Burbank at Erina Heights first, and they have a beautiful array of crepe myrtles to choose from, and they start flowering soon, so mm. hop to it. And if you're looking to put the passion back into your fruit, well, Gavin from Leroy's Garden World Arimba says that their store is chockers full of them right now. Forest's Beach Garden Centre have got Cousin It, and no, not the hairy little guy from the Adams family, <laughs> although they do look a little like him, hence the name. Mm. This is a ground cover version of the Casuarina Glauca with their fine, hairy strands of evergreen cascading foliage. Mm. And let's jump the border to YE Nursery because they have got some pretty cool varieties of frangipani right now, including fruit salad, blood red and hot pink and more. <gasps> wow. Ooh, now, we had a call this morning, Vic, from the uh, organisation called the Rotary Nursery, and yes. they indicated to us they've got trees this weekend. The Christmas oh. trees from Rotary are back this How weekend exciting. while they last. How about <laughs> that? That's one Excellent. more I'll throw in for you there. Now, what's hot at Thank Narara you. Valley? Have you sold all your trees yet? No, we've still got a few hanging around, so if you need a tree, you're welcome to pop in for one. I think you'll but pay more than the Rotary. <laughs> What are the road? Oh, you can't. We can't say prices. <laughs> no, you can't say prices. No, I'll have to can't. do my own investigating. All right, okay. <laughs> so, hot in our garden centre this week is the Mulla Mulla, or otherwise known as Thai Lotus Joey. Oh. So I know, pretty. they're very cute. They're fluffy and gorgeous. Oh, mala mala. Yeah, and you love them too, Sherilyn, because they make great cut flowers. Yes, that's why and I love them. A, <laughs> this is a small native Aussie shrub that mm. is drought and frost tolerant, and it has large and fabulous spires of feathery flower mm. spikes during spring and summer. Well, you know what? Instead of having pampas grass, I know they're a bit smaller, but if you love that look, it, it's similar in a, in a, in a smaller style, that, that a smaller size, obviously, but much better for the environment because it's a native. I love them. No, they're lovely. They're yes. probably one of my favourites here mm, at the nursery. Mm. Could they be a good substitute for a Christmas tree or not? <laughs> no? Won't work. Uh, you have to be a really small Just person. Just throwing off what it's worth. Maybe, maybe, maybe for a garden gnome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go maybe version. a Christmas tree for ants. <laughs> maybe Christmas tree for ants. <laughs> I love it. Hey, what's uh, not so hot around at the moment in the gardening world, Vic? Well, sometimes grafted passion fruit vines can be extremely unhot. Grafted mm. passion fruits can sucker like crazy and become an absolute nightmare in the garden. So stick to your non-grafted varieties like the black passion fruit and the Norfolk Island black varieties, which we actually have in stock oh, right now. What, you do? what a coincidence. What a coincidence. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just having to weave that into the conversation about what's <laughs> not hot. Is that, oh, is that the hot offer? Is that what the hot offer No. Oh, no, no, no. The hot offer is this. The segment's getting so warm, I'm actually isn't it? at the garden centre right now. I'm actually here, but yes. I'm not working today. No prices. I'm going to hang around for about 10 minutes after this segment. Yeah. And if you can catch me, oh. I will give you 20% off everything in the nursery. What? 
that will be valid all day. And right. if you can't make it here in the next 10 minutes, give us a phone call, ask for me, and I'll still give you 20% off everything in the entire nursery. Just today and just for the next 10 minutes. Even the Christmas trees. Even the Christmas trees. And you have to say what's hot. I'm going to get into trouble, but yes. Okay, so I think I think we'll say you have to say what's hot, Vicky. So you got to go up to you and say what's hot, Vicky, and you'll go twenty percent off for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. So if you're in the nursery, you only now, got ten right, minutes, and you got to wait for the end of got the nine o'clock. Right, right. Okay. Well, there it is. That's a lovely offer there from Hot Hot. Now, let's give a uh, a bit of a cheer now to Sherilyn. Is it a fact or is it a fib? Is it a fact or is it a a botanical fact or fib? Uh, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. You know what I love, Pete? The mistletoe kisses. Oh, I do like me a kiss under the mistletoe. It actually started... Now, this is fact first, okay? (laughs) This is fact. It started in France as a a, a New Year's Day thing that uh, you could predict your future marriages by having kisses and seeing if those kisses were any oh, good really? under the mistletoe. That's how it actually, well, we think it started. Lots of things happen around, you know, like people having branches inside and Christmas trees. It's all happening at Christmas time. But here we go. I'm going to put it to you that this is actually why people do it at Christmas time, okay? The Druids observed that the plant produces a milky white berry um, only on the female plant and the male produces nothing more than yellow blooms in spring. That's all it does. So they thought it was a bit, you know, male, female, do, 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 do. So, at Christmas time, because we're all talking about, you know, we're waiting for fertility to happen in the northern parts because it's all snowy and all that sort of thing. What they used to do is they used to grab somebody that they really liked, pull them underneath the mistletoe, pull off the milky sap, wipe it all over the person, give them a kiss, and that would ensure that not only would they get married to them, but they'd have babies. Okay. (laughs) Stick together. Is that a fib? (laughs) Well, Vic, Mm. I'm not one that's been studying that particular part of history. What do you reckon? No. Oh, it's oh, not, you're into the druids. Kind of hoping it's not true. I'm going to go for <laughs> no, it. messy. You don't want to be wiped with a sticky sap of uh, mistletoe I'll, underneath it. <laughs> I'll, I'll think it's just a lot of rubbish myself. Really? What do you reckon there, Vic? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, well, she just said really like she was disappointed. Oh, so I'm going to go through. <laughs> That's cheating. You already said you didn't want it. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Those druids, they are, they are sexy buckets, were they? Back That's in there, back people. in there. Yeah, so the chief druid would cut mistletoe from the oak using a golden sickle on the 6-9th of the new moon under the winter solstice and cloths were held beneath the tree to ensure that the plant did not touch the ground because that would make it even pure. And then they would apply it to, people would apply it to their suitors. It was the purest form of an aphrodisiac known and a kiss under the influence while covered in <laughs> the sticky sap of the berries would ensure a favourable outcome for marriage, togetherness and babies. Oh, know. dear. Well, Vicky, <laughs> we've had to take the, uh, you know, the shamed route. We're not uh, really into this uh, what's on. Uh, yeah, true or false? Every, it's going to make mistletoe the look very... Be careful, be careful. Done us over. <laughs> they have, be careful when someone pulls you under the mistletoe, you know. <laughs> yeah, very careful. Okay, Vic, well, thank you for your time this morning. It was always lovely to catch up there from Narara Valley Nursery. And don't forget Thanks, that big guys. fish. Get there in that five really minutes. That was Ask for Vic and get a big 20% off this That's morning, right. right? One person only. All the best. Come and get me. The classic hits, Coast FM 963. There's the Bee Gees. More than a woman.
Just like our very good friend here, Cheryl, in here today, more than a woman. She's a gardener as well. That's right. Ten minutes after nine o'clock, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, it is the gardening gang. And Cheryl, you've got something remarkable to tell us today because it is time to get your hands dirty, my friends. Dig, dig, dig. Dig, dig, deep. That's it. Okay, Coasty Gardeners, get your gloves on, get your boots on as well. And it's time to get your hands dirty right across the coast or wherever you are. First up, we touched on it earlier in the first hour, there has been a big spike in Legionnaire's disease going uh, across Australia. I think over 60 people have been hospitalised and unfortunately a couple of people have passed away from it. It lives in garden soil and also in potting mix and a lot of the different things you get in bags as well. What you need to do to avoid it is to mask up, glove up and wash up. So wash your hands afterwards and and for goodness sake, you shouldn't be smoking anyway, but don't, don't be doing anything like smoking, eating or drinking while you're handling these products as well. That's the best way to avoid it. So be Legionnaires a safe thank you. Right, once you get yourself safe, get out in the garden and this is what you could be planting this week. You could be planting any of the culinary herbs. You could be also planting bushing beans, beetroot, blueberries, capsicum, carrots, celery, cress, cucumbers, eggplants, endives. Lots of lettuces can still go in and I'd highly recommend cost lettuce. Grows wonderfully on the coast and you might want to put it in an area where it doesn't get full sun all day because it'll bolt otherwise. You can also put in mustard, spring onions and you might be able to put some of the smaller pumpkins in now as well. Radishes, rosella, beautiful. I love the Australian native rosellas. Shallots, silver beets can still go in sweet corn and also tomatoes and zucchinis in the flower family still lots that can go in including asters bedding begonias californian poppies cosmos carnations the rest of the dianthus family as well gerberas gypsophila marigolds petunias love in the mist nasturtions yum you can eat those as well salvias snapdragons get those sunflowers in i love 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 them vinca and we're getting to z now aren't we and what's z z's for zinnia ah could Santa be lurking here at the moment? <laughs> or is like that an indication of another segment, Carolyn? What do you think? Mm, no? Okay. Christmas treats for all in the garden. That's what it's all about. Now, before we uh, move on to our next tune by Kylie, and we're going to play a Christmas song, one of her best tracks, No Question About It, is all about Santa I Baby. Kylie. I want to pay tribute to Ron Willis. Uh, sorry, one <laughs> Willis. Ron Wills, uh, who was featured, he passed away in June uh, from uh, cancer, unfortunately. Now, Ron was involved in the University of, uh, of Newcastle, mm-hmm. Arimba campus in food technology. Mm. And Ron apparently was responsible for a rather big breakthrough on how to keep uh, cut flowers alive longer. Right. So they didn't wilt early and just fall apart and get thrown away. And he discovered in uh, one of his uh, efforts to right. improve the life of, uh, of plants that a little bit of Viagra in the plant, <laughs> in the water of the plant, keeps it going another one oh, to two weeks. Oh, is this fact or fib, This Pete? is an absolute fact. It? it was in the paper this oh, week. Oh, you're waving around so some paper there. we'll okay. take our hat oh, off to Ron. Okay. Somebody supplied a bit of stock to him and he worked out only 2% of the regular dose that a man would need to fix his problems <laughs> work perfectly. I there it is. I don't know how he went. I, 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 look, I'm being, I'm, I am being respectful, or maybe I'm not. It's like, how did he come to this? <laughs> well, this is something that's very important in the scientific life. And the right. headline read, okay. The man who gave drooping flowers a lift with Viagra. Mm-hmm. 
Quattro at Coast FM, if you can't give me love, all part of our classic hits on this Saturday morning, which is a shopping day for so many people today. And we've been talking on the radio this morning about uh, shopping for Christmas and how that applies to people who love their gardening. Sheldon, you've got a couple of ideas to add to the crew as well, haven't you? I do. I have got a few ideas to add to this whole sort of thing. How about a book? That's a really easy one. Gardening books are good. And if you're not sure about if they've got the book or not, you can always give a, a voucher for a book as well. But there are some really good new ones coming out there, um, <coughs> other than mine. Could one be the <laughs> Sheldon Darcy Gardening Book for Beginners? Uh, it's not, that's not the title of it, but there is one of mine out for this year. Uh, let, let's forget about me for the moment. Um, Costa, of course, who's a, a wonderful guest that we have on from Gardening Australia, the Gardening Australia host. We've had him a few times this year. We're very, very lucky. He has Costa's World has come out. Now, that is actually a good book for uh, beginner gardeners. And those who like permaculture, although it's not marketed as such, very much has a lot of permaculture principles in there, especially for beginners who'd like to dip into that. So that's a really good one as well. The Royal Horticultural Society has practical the Practical Houseplant book by Fran Bailey. And I love that because it has 175 in-depth plant profiles and lots of general good indoor growing tips as well. I, I really, really like that one. There's, um, there's also quite a few cookbooks out there. So if you're gardener likes to cook as well, just jump into the cookbook section. I'm not even going to mention them. There's so many of them. Oh, no, I will mention one. It's just been re-released. I love it. Matthew Biggs' Complete Book of Vegetables in Australia. Not only is this an amazing source book for growing and harvesting vegetables, it's really good for little recipes and ideas on how to cook them as well. It's come out a few times and it's come back out as well. If somebody's a little bit, you know, mind, body, spirit, Bent the art of mindful, <laughs> the art of mindful gardening. Now it did come out last year, but it, I think it got sort of hidden away. It's a good read. I like it. Ark Redwood has put together this topic that explores the healing and meditative aspects of gardening. I love that one. And if you're right into the Ubi Doobies, The Garden Apocryphy by Reese Carter is a really good resource for those wanting to create their own herbal remedies. That's a really popular one. Okay, Sharon. I'm. Very, very happy that you've only mentioned your gardening book three times. Oh, I didn't mention it at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any yet, but oh, I'm working on it. You, have, you don't have any, well, any of mine? <laughs> Coast FM fun. with the Gardening Gang, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy today, as usual, being sponsored by Alan Graham's uh, Caravans and RVs over an all-weekend with plenty mm. of stock there in Wyoming, and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Thanks, guys. It is the gardening gang, and it's a favourite on the Central Coast this Christmas, you know. Mm. It comes up every year. It does come every year. And we talk about gifts for you know, gardeners. We do. Just it's thinking about buying a pet for uh, a gift for somebody. I mean, my daughter's very keen to get us a poodle. Is she? And she rang recently and said, oh, I've gone on to a great deal for about two and a half grand. My wife said, not ready yet. Not ready. Uh, no. I think that was probably a wise response. I'm going <laughs> to, I think so. But you know who I've got on the line? It's our pet vet nurse, Tanya Middleton. I, I reckon Tanya will agree that Therese made the right decision. In you think so? Stalling off that, uh, mm. yeah. What do you think, Tan? Hey, what Tanya, do what do you think? Yeah, look, I think she absolutely did the right thing by asking you. Pets as presents, 
you know what I'm going to say. Definitely not a thing. I think pets are a living a thing. Decent commitment. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, at least a cat can live for 20 years. That's, that's a 20 year commitment. 20 years? <laughs> I had one that lasted 15. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, look, a dog can live 15 years, you know, mm. and it's just such a huge commitment and if you're not the one that is going to be responsible for them it's not fair to just go hey surprise here's a <laughs> 10 year commitment here's a puppy um, but also I think 10 yeah. people people get excited around Christmas too and purchase them for themselves or their family I think people aren't thinking quite straight mm. yeah it's all exciting and they just think you know what would be great this year a puppy yeah we've all seen those Disney movies where you know, that little Beethoven puppy comes out oh, of the box, yes. you know, the box wrapped in a red ribbon. Mm. And, yeah, look, that's what they are, they're Disney movies. What about pets like turtles and little ones like Stick that? insect. Something that's going to be looking out for itself. If you're going to buy one for a child that is not your child, you still need to have that conversation with, you know, the parents of the child okay. because ultimately what usually happens in that situation, <laughs> who usually ends up taking care of that animal? Yes. Mum or dad, usually mm. mum. We all know not about rabbits, but what about usually turtles? it's mum. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits and turtles are yeah, the same. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and, you know, those, those, little, those little critters, they make sound easy to take care of. But cleaning their enclosures is a big job. And, you know, you've got to think of the financial responsibility. Does that family have, you know, the money to take care of that pet? Even like little bunnies and guinea pigs, the RSPCA after Christmas, they get inundated with all sorts of pets. Oh, do they? Dogs and cats. What about something inert, Tanya, like, uh, you know, a a toy for a pet? Oh, if they've already got pets, what about a rock pet? A rock pet. An inert gift, not an inert pet. Oh, oh yeah. Do you agree with buying pets gifts? Yeah, well, toys for the pets. What sort of toys get the Tanya vet nurse? Get the Tanya tick. (laughs) I think just do your research. Um, There's a lot of cheap toys that can cause problems, particularly for dogs. Dogs tend to tear things apart. So you don't don't want to buy, um, I guess, cheaper toys or even expensive toys that can be torn apart quite easily because, you know, then you're going to end up with all sorts of troubles and you might end up in the pet ER on Christmas Eve. I just noticed, Tanya, that there's a rating system in Kmart and also at a couple of the local pet stores on pet toys for dogs. I think it's one to five, if my memory serves me right, and I can't remember which way it goes, but it's like, you know, whatever the number is, it's like this is for dogs who don't chew at all. This is for dogs that are light chewers up to this is almost indestructible and it was a, a number system it was very good because i went yeah let's go to tough number 11 whatever it was you know that, that it's going to take because my yeah. my sailor rips everything up but uh, i just saw that and i thought it was very very good to take note of actually yeah definitely i mean chewing and ripping apart is one thing but mm. if you've got a dog that actually swallows things that's when you're going to face the problem of, of obstructions and choking hazards Thank you, Tan. Words, uh, words, wise words indeed. Yes, as always. We'll catch you next week, Tan, and more from the uh, gardening gang with uh, Tanya Middleton, our pet vet nurse. She's not quite qualified as a vet yet. <laughs>
<laughs> no, but she's an expert on pets. You're listening to Coast FM 963 and you're at home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy and this is the Gardening Gang with Saturday morning get-together with Sherilyn and now we're joined by the remarkably talented Lachlan McDonald. How yeah. about that? I Lachlan, know. good morning to good you. Good morning, Lachlan. Quite, a, quite an introduction, Pete. You're in a good mood today. <laughs> well, now, I've noticed most of the schools have closed, almost most of the schools have closed for the year, so I thought we'd try and get a report card from you, Lachlan, on... The upsides and the downsides of having a home in the proximity of a high school or a primary school. A lot of uh, private schools too in uh, residential areas. So what are your thoughts on um, the value of a property or maintaining the value of a property in a school area within a couple of hundred metres of a school? Yeah, well, uh, like everything, uh, guys, proximity is uh, definitely the key thing. And with a school... The, the key thing is being close enough, uh, but not perhaps right on top of it. I think the, the most popular homes are always going to be the ones that uh, maybe, you know, a couple of hundred metres, as you say, from the school. Those that share the boundaries and things with the school, um, that can be, you know, a love, love-hate relationship. Some people will absolutely love it. They'll think it's great. <laughs> uh, other people will think that's a little too close. So it mm. depends on to who you are too, of course. If you're working all day, you're not at home, probably doesn't make too big a difference. But if you're working from home, if you're retired and you're there all day and you've got the noise of the school, that mm-hmm. obviously might be something that impacts you. When you said that, I'm having a bit of a laugh here with Pete. And I don't know if you remember this, Pete, but when I lived in Sydney, I did live in Davidson and our place backed onto a primary school and I worked from home. And it drove me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly... But the good thing is, Sarah, at least every day you knew when to have your lunch. I did. <laughs> Very and then, good. Did you have I children did. when you lived near that school at that time? I did. They didn't go to that school. There were two primary schools in the area and they actually went to the one just down the road. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it did. It was a bit... It, the bell and, and it was the loud the loudspeaker system as well. Oh, it was yeah. like, you know, get it, it was like, Johnny, put that ball down. <laughs> And all this, and I'd be sitting there going, ah. Anyway, so it depends, I suppose. Yeah, I, I can see your point there, Lachlan. It depends on your lifestyle. <laughs> now, yeah, Lachlan, sorry. if you were going to uh, list a property uh, for sale that was in the very close proximity of a school, how would you phrase that in your advertising? What are the key words you'd be using there not to uh, alarm people? Oh, well, I think, I think you assume that it is a positive. So, you would mm. certainly sell it as being something which is a positive because to the right person, like I just said, it is. Um, to those who it isn't, oh, well, they'll, uh, they'll move on. Um, so, yeah, we, we just always talk about that, that uh, ease of access to the school, which obviously if you are right next to it or you share a boundary with it mm. um, and you're busy, that eliminates the school run for you. Yeah, so that's, um, <laughs> that's a pretty pretty big thing for some people. Yes, you're going to say, with the price of petrol, you'll be able to save yourself a fortune picking up and taking your child to school. Oh, the kids They're forget. just next door. Or if they forget something. That used to happen all the time with my kids. It wasn't too far away. It was like, oh, I forgot my homework. You can just throw it over the fence. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There are, of course, uh, people who want to live within certain zones, so they qualify to go to certain schools. 
Uh, is that a factor here on the coast? Certainly is in Sydney, for example. Is that a factor here on the coast? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, Pete. A number of schools which uh, attract people to the area specifically to be in the catchment for those schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of the ones which come to mind are Point Clare, Empire Bay and Womberall Public Schools. They, mm-hmm. um, they are consistently very popular. People move to those areas to be close to those schools and to be in the catchment. There are others on the coast as well, but they're probably three of the more talked about ones. Um, so, yes, most definitely it makes a, a huge difference. And the other thing as well is whilst there's not a catchment as such, uh, the private schools or even the uh, religious schools on the, on the coast, just like in Sydney, you'll find that the areas surrounding those tend to be very popular uh, for that, that reason. And as a result, property prices in and around those schools are generally um, quite a little bit higher. So if you can think of, say, you know, Central Coast Grammar and then think about, you know, the Matcham-Holgate area and then mm. uh, areas that are close to that um, as well, uh, and then, say, think about uh, some of the religious schools at East Gosford and the, the popularity of, say, Point Frederick, East Gosford area and the prices, uh, um, you know, in, that are achieved there. So they do have a definite correlation to property um, in the area. And do you think that would be uh, like a 10% premium or higher than that, that people are prepared to pay for, for being in that position? Uh, it, it, I wouldn't know to put a figure on it, I'd say, Pete. Um, look, it, it could be something like that. It, it, it certainly varies. Uh, I, I can say, you know, parts of Sydney, you know, Strathfield, for example, because there's such a high proportion of schools in that mm. area that people want to be near, yep. those areas attract a remarkable premium to the tune of a few million dollars oh. difference to oh. properties wow. around in other suburbs. That's, yep. that's how how drastic uh, the difference is. True, true well, story. Lachlan, thank you for your report card on that mm. part of the market, the uh, the school proximity market. And uh, we we'll, certainly, we'll certainly grab you next week uh, for a bit of a wrap-up for the year. Thanks, Lachlan. Thanks, thanks for your time. Thanks, Lachlan. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There's Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners here at Coast FM with the gang.